You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome into another edition of the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dangle. Now, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can hit me at Ryan Dangle. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Folks, you might be listening to this on Spotify, maybe iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever, but you also got to make sure you come check this out on YouTube. We would love to hang out with you guys. For tonight, I am joined Patrick Sheldon. He is back. You can find him on Twitter at P underscore shells. You can read him on DeWindy City as part of the fan sided network. He's got some great stuff out there, folks. The assistant editor of Bears Wire, Brennan Chagru. He is also with us. And folks, this one is fun. A bear down under. Ozzy is with us tonight as well, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. So this is going to be fun. All right. So shells, I haven't had a chance to hear your reaction. Ozzy, I'm coming to you next. Talk to me. Are you, I don't know, like moderately excited about this trade for DJ Moore and draft picks? Uh, you know, are, are you kind of thinking this was a really terrible move? Like some of the things that I've seen on Twitter as of late, like, where are you at on this dude? No, I think this was a great move. And, and just to set the record straight, those people who are out there saying that either the bears got fleeced or this is a terrible move are literally doing it just for clicks. There's no other motivation. Uh, objectively, this was a very good deal for the Bears. Um, and if the, the Panthers find their franchise quarterback for the next decade, objectively, it was a fantastic deal for them. I think the difference and what, what, why I give the Bears the advantage on the outcome of this deal is they've got more of a known quantity, right? Like if the, if the Panthers get their guy, it's a great deal for them. And if the Bears sit on that pit on the picks, it's a good deal for them. But what puts it over the top for me is they've got an established number one receiver that they can now bring in the fold for Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Uh, we saw what what Stefan Diggs did for Josh Allen. We saw what Jamar Chase did for uh, Joe Burrow, and we can go on and on. Having that established number one guy now, so that Mooney and Claypool can drop a tier, Valus can be that true gadget guy to shake things up. I mean, it's like it just like lifts everybody up in that receiver room. So I think it was a great deal. I'm really excited about it. I also like that they were able to get another future first round pick. Um, again, I think Justin Fields is the guy. I believe that in my heart of hearts, but if they don't, he's the guy or if Justin Fields doesn't progress this year the way we want, as much as I hate to admit it, having what will amount to be, what will amount to two number one, uh, or first round picks next year will be huge. And based on how Carolina is looking roster wise, they could have a top 10 pick from Carolina. And depending on how the bears do, you know, uh, a pretty decent first round pick that they could maybe use to leverage and move up for a quarterback next year. If that's the route they choose to go. I don't think they're going to do that. I think Justin Fields is going to show us this year who he is. Thanks in, in part to getting DJ Moore, but um, I just think it was a masterclass by Ryan Poles and in, in playing and uh, playing the draft. I got a lot more thoughts. I, I, Ozzy, I'm interested in yours, so I'm not going to hog the mic more than I already have, but uh, what, what you got? Yeah, look, I, I agree with you, everything you just said, Charles. And I think, what really excites me is the the pressure it does put on the, the wide receiver room and Claypool, he's got one year to prove himself now. Uh, that that can only be a good thing for him. Uh, the steak knives with DJ Moore, uh, that was one we didn't expect. Um, and, of course, there's there's the negative ones out there, ones with Vendettas, which we <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say his name. He's clearly How many employees do you have in your media company, Ozzy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, but no, look, absolutely thrilled uh, with with what uh, what the Bears have done with that uh, that number one pick. Well, I just think about Jalen Ramsey getting for a third round pick, and then I, I don't know, just some of the people that are just upset about this. Brendan, what's your take on the people that are upset about this trade? <laughs> That's my take. Um, it's funny. It, it really is funny to me because at best. I think you can say that 
Well, it, it's it's hard because Carolina, they needed to pay a premium to get their guy, to get the quarterback. We knew that Ryan Poles was sitting on a gold mine here with the first pick, and we knew that teams were going to have to overpay, in a sense, to get their guy. And the basically, the, the starting point was always going to be three first-round picks, and what the Bears did is they moved one of those picks instead of a first, knocked it down to a second, and then added in DJ Moore. I, I mean, that's that's so huge. I, I don't understand how people could say – the Bears like got the worst end of the deal with this because they have more first round picks. We don't know what that's going to look like in the next few years. But what we do know is, as Sheldon said, and we've been talking about DJ Moore is a proven commodity. He's you don't see guys of his ilk get moved in trades like this. You really don't. You see guys like Hunter Long, who is included as part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Who the hell is Hunter Long? It's a special teams tight end. You don't see a like top 15 wide receiver get included in a, in a big trade like this. So um, I, I guess I'm just kind of flabbergasted by the people who don't like this trade. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that the bears fleece Carolina with this because I think our guys, uh, Joe Lewis and Scott Lewis, who we know uh, from 79th and Hallis, they put it best. And I said it earlier, you have to do what it takes to get your quarterback. If you feel that that guy's worth moving up for. So um, it's just funny to me seeing some of the people. It, there's very few, by the way. We're talking about this one guy who had a just hilarious take. There might be one or two other people I've seen that have said the Bears got the worst end of this deal. Other than that, 99.99% of people think that the Bears did very well in this. And and the Panthers were – the fans – the Panther fans are really disappointed. They're so mad. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting to see some of them just being like, you got the most underrated wide receiver that's out there. That, that, like, you know it's it's different when, when fans are saying, hey, like, we're really upset about this. Here's what you're getting as opposed yeah. to, like, we didn't want him. You, you can take him. Yeah. That has not been the case. Um, you know, I, I think this is interesting. I'm throwing this up here. What TJ Brooks said, top five pick from Carolina calling it now. Um, I hope you're right, TJ. I really, really do, you know, uh, just because of what that trade can mean. Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, I don't know if, if now you have DJ Moore, you pair those two together. I don't know if you need to. Uh, Brendan, you kind of talked about expiring contracts when we when we spoke uh, in our emergency session on Friday. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah. a it's a put up or shut up year for for Chase Claypool. I hope I hope with a with an off season he come back. He's he comes back and plays well. I don't I don't expect him to like you know be a, a 1200 yard receiver, but just to you know 700 800 yards maybe and play well. Mm-hmm. Real quick, two things. There's a story out there gaining some traction that the Panthers may actually be looking to now trade this pick again, which is a fireable offense, in my opinion. <laughs> if, if that happens, fire everybody immediately. Like, what's the point? Um, but I also want to give credit to Poles, again, for what I, I perceive as a masterclass in, in how he handled this whole thing. It's unprecedented. Well, not unprecedented, but it's very rare that you have a first overall pick that's up for sale like this. And I think the conventional wisdom was wait until you get closer to the draft. You may get more compensation. But who really knows? Like, who's to say that he would have gotten more the longer he held out? Because teams may have said, hey, look, now you have to you have to unload this pick. We're getting closer to crunch time. The offers are going to go down uh, the closer you get to Mm -hmm. the draft. And. I like that he was sort of out in front of this, uh, it, trying to sell this pick before free agency in a way that we haven't seen before. It tells me that he's thinking outside the box. It tells me that he's innovative. It tells me that he's not going to get tunnel vision in how he wants to build this team. Um, and, and for him to, I just think he handled this so well. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy to see him kind of thinking beyond the, the conventional wisdom here. So kudos mm-hmm. to Poles. Ryan, can I give you guys some cold Please. hard facts about Let's DJ go. Moore? Let's go. Right. Let's do All it. Right. I'm stoked about it. I knew Brendan would come prepared tonight, and he did not disappoint. Let's go, Brendan. Oh, I was about to make a Sheldon joke. I'm not going to. Just try to keep your <laughs> pants on for this, guys. All right? <laughs> All right. First, I've got seven facts that uh, that I'm really just happy about with this. Number one, DJ Moore, 500 5,201 career receiving yards. This is a happy slash sad fact. That would be first in Bears all-time receiving leaders. He would beat Johnny Morris by about 150 yards. So uh, that's the kind of guy that we're getting right now. 
Number two, his 5,201 career receiving yards are just shy of the combined total of Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Valus Jones, and Equinemia St. Brown. They have about 5,336, I believe I did that right, yards combined. Just goes to show how desperately needed this move was because, yeah, they're they're decent receivers, but, boy, DJ Moore just brings them up. up Brendan, before you go any further, just really quick, I mean, I'm hoping I'm not stealing your thunder, with terrible – quarterback play. yes like yes. that's the thing that it just you just know there's no great quarterbacks in carolina right okay sorry, sorry. no no it, i and i didn't have that in here but you're right just the corpse of cam newton teddy bridgewater pj walker <laughs> baker mayfield sam darnold that and as bears fans that makes us that's how bad it is that makes us gag so number three and i think this is really important he's missed just two games in his career in five years and he's played all 17 games in 2021 and 2022. I think that's very important, especially when you consider that the schedule has uh, increased over those two years. Number four, this one is a hat tip to Jonathan Wood. Uh, DJ Moore caught 42% of his deep targets over his career for an average of 12.3 yards per target. Justin Fields has a completion percentage of 46% targeting deep balls and his average is 12.28, 12.8 yards per target. Translation, these two gonna hook up for deep bombs, baby. I love Let's it. Oh, that Number, sounds fantastic, my friend. Hell yeah. Nobody Number loves five. deep balls more than this show, by the way. Damn, yeah. damn right. <laughs> there, damn there, right. It is. there it is. There it is. Number five, DJ Moore had a stretch for three straight years with 1,200 or more yards from scrimmage. He was the only player to do that. That was from... 2019 through 2021. Got to turn the page here. Number six, Moore actually is pretty good as a rusher. He has 39 career carries for 335 yards. That's 8.6 yards per carry. And guess who loves to run wide receiver end arounds and use wide receivers in the backfield? Would would that be Luke Getze? That would be Luke Getze, Ryan Dingle. Congratulations. So I think Luke Getze is actually going to get a lot out of him in terms of those end arounds. Sometimes we don't like it with Equinemia St. Brown, but DJ Moore can do it. And finally, this might be my favorite one. This trade really reminds me of what Stefan Diggs was with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. So in five, in, yeah, I guess it was five years with, uh, with the Vikings, Stefan Diggs had 4,600 yards, 30 touchdowns. DJ Moore, of course, 5,000, 5, I keep saying 500, 5,200 total yards. Their per game averages, 66 yards a game, 0.4 touchdowns for Stefan Diggs, 65 yards per game, 0.3 touchdowns for DJ Moore. And, of course, Stefan Diggs blew up when he got to Buffalo. He became an all-pro and Pro Bowl wide receiver. He had not made a Pro Bowl yet when he was with the Minnesota Vikings like DJ Moore did with the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, similar career trajectories potentially. We could see DJ Moore really blow up with the Bears and Justin Fields. And that are your cold hard facts for DJ Moore, sponsored by no one because <laughs> don't have a sponsor for it yet. <laughs> well, speaking of sponsors, really quick, we got to say thank you to Jeff Cadwalder for sponsoring the show. Jeff is in a bit of a transition right now, and so I'm not going to say anything more than that. So Jeff Cadwalder, thank you, thank you, thank you for sponsoring the show. All right, so boys, uh, before we'll talk about Sheridan's in a second, but I want to make sure that we get to this. That we, we have something special, very, very special going on, which is – we are sponsoring Ozzy. I don't know how. How do you put this? We're 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 helping to distribute. We we've got a network now. We've got another podcast coming on, and it's it's a Bears podcast, but it's a totally different take. <laughs> Ozzy, talk to us about this, if you would please. For sure, uh, and we we can call it a network, right? It sounds a bit more fancier. Um, <laughs> but if I can just quickly just put a bow on the uh, the whole draft discussion. And it would be remiss of us if we didn't acknowledge the great man who made this all possible, Mr. Lovey Smith. So well said. This the statue should be out sometime very, very soon. I just got us to a Super Bowl and, and now this. So so okay. So Ozzy, talk to us. The Bear Facts Podcast. I've got a little icon up there in the corner for all of you folks. Talk to us a little bit about the Bear Facts. What is this? Why why'd you start it? What's what's the whole spiel? 
Okay, so it's probably a, a bit of a hobby project that I've been sort of thinking about for quite some time and never really got off my ass to, to sort of make it happen. And uh, I guess what sort of led to the idea was um, I'm a bit of a history nerd with, with particularly sports. And there's not a lot out there in terms of um, Bears history, especially in podcast form. So I, I've done a bit of research myself on, on the Bears um, history. And, and I guess part of that too is my uh, football team, the Hawthorne Hawks. They've got a saying that you can't know where you're going until you know where you've been. And, and that was really, I guess, the genesis of, of the idea of the Bear Fa- uh, sorry, the Bear Facts podcast. And what it'll be is just looking back at the um, the, the history of the, the club and taking a walk down memory lane. And, of course, that lane is paved in much misery and despair, but I'm sure there'll be some some, some good stories that we can uh, have a look at. Uh, and, uh, yeah, first episode is, is Eddie Macon, and he's a, a man that I don't think many people know about or know enough about. Uh, he's the first African-American to play for the Chicago Bears and... Uh, I sort of touched on this in the podcast that it's, it's a name that most Bears fans, if not all should know. Absolutely. I think that was the thing that I, that I came away from listening to the podcast is thinking about that is absolutely not. I, I feel like I'm a history guy too, that I know a lot about the bears, not as much as Brendan. Brendan is, is a walking encyclopedia of bears knowledge. Um, but you know, I feel like I know a lot and that's a name that I, that I didn't know. And I feel kind of ashamed knowing it and just hearing some of the history around it. The other thing that I love about this podcast, it, it, it's, it's like, 12, 13 minutes long. It's short, but you tell a really powerful story in a very short span of time. I really liked it a lot. Uh, Brendan, uh, Shells, do you guys have any thoughts that you wanted to share on the pod? Yeah, um, it's, I echoed the same thoughts, Ozzy. I listened to it. I knew a little bit about Eddie Macon, but you did a fantastic job of going through just his entire career arc. And, you know, I love how just informative it was and how just in detail you went with it. So um, I guess I have a question too, and I don't want you to spoil anything, but what other kind of areas like with bears history, are you wanting to tackle maybe out of the gate? Like, you know, I've got a few, I I do have a request, but I want to hear, you know, kind of what else you're, you know, what you're thinking with some story ideas. Well, I guess that's a thing, Brendan. It's there's no sort of set sort of agenda. It's uh, what I'd like to do is actually sort of meet with some of the fans, and they can tell me what their favourite um, player, story, event, uh, and we can sort of pick that apart and and do a bit of, a bit of a deep dive into that particular story. So, uh, I guess there's no rules. It, it will look at everything, and and I'm sure there'll be some interesting stories that hopefully um, some fans may not have heard about or may not have uh, heard enough about. So really uh, sort of taking, I guess, the lead, but also uh, engaging with some of the listeners as well to sort of, hey, did you know about this? And and we can sort of have a look at that. Awesome. Okay, so my request real quick, the history of the Bears going to Soldier Field. I think that would be really good about just like the transition. I think it's perfectly timed with Arlington Heights and you could probably find a lot of good information there. Beautiful. I want to jump on something you said about engaging fans because that was the the first word that jumped in my head when I listened to Ozzy was engaging. It, it is super difficult to do a podcast solo um, and Ozzy knocks it out of the park. You are engaged the entire time. As Ryan said, it's about 12 to 15 minutes, uh, but, but Ozzy keeps you engaged the entire time. And uh, you can just, you know, you should do uh, books on tape. Ozzy, because you got a great voice. You got the perfect voice for it. And you can just sit there in your car and, well, not in your car because you can't close your eyes in the car, but uh, sit there in your office and close your eyes and just relax and enjoy it. And and the soothing soothing sounds of Ozzy, uh, he tells a great story and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. I'm really looking forward to, to what's to come. Thanks, Charles. Well, okay. And then I don't know, do you want to drop the exciting news, you know, uh, about right now, Ozzy, or do you, do, do I get... Like, just tell tell people what's going on right now, like right now. I think it's already dropped. 
Dang as, of, that... as of the start of this show, it is okay. available. So the Bear Facts podcast, uh, available on Spotify, iTunes, all those places, just like uh, you can get here. So Bear Facts podcast. Um, if you have any questions, you obviously got to reach out to Ozzy at a Bear Down Under to check it out. Uh, we're excited. We're, you know, this is this is you know partially. This is all yours. You're the making it, but we just get to to kind of help you with it a little bit, and you know, to get it out there to people. And so we're we're excited to you know to to have this and to have have you Ozzy, you know, as, as part of the, part of the crew, but, but doing your own thing and, and it's exciting, man. It's very exciting. Thanks Dangle. And thanks for all the support from you guys. It's, I know it's a, a bit of a different concept to watch most posts, uh, most podcasts are these days, but yeah, no, really thrilled that, um, that you've been able to bring it in and, and sort of distribute or when it, I don't know what they call it these days, but um, yeah, to be part of that network is, is fantastic. Folks, please go check it out. The Bear Facts podcast. Uh, it is distributed by the Bear Down Chicago podcast crew, um, but it's Ozzy's baby. He's been working on it for a really, really long time. It's really, really good. And again, short, sweet episode uh, on a something that that most of us have have never heard of before on a really amazing player. All right, so boys, let's do this. Um, I, there's a lot of other stuff going on. So Brendan, I want to come back your way because I know you have been prepared for some of the rumors of of free agent signings um trades anything that's going on brendan can you kind of break it down for us what is going on with the bears what's going on with the nfl right now all right so the biggest thing with the bears is there's rumors and there's kind of rumblings i guess that they're really targeting Mike McGlinchey and Bobby Okarecki, I believe I said that right, um, in free agency. Those names shouldn't surprise fans. They've been kind of linked to them for a long time now. Um, but I think the, the name Mike McGlinchey has a lot of people feeling not so great because he wasn't the greatest tackle for the 49ers. He was drafted in 2018. I believe he was on the top 10 right after Roquan. And he's kind of had an up and down career. So knowing that he's kind of their top option at presumably right tackle, you don't think they're going to remove Braxton Jones for him is, you know, kind of a, it's good and bad. I, I think he presents uh, potentially an upgrade, uh, but he's still kind of underwhelming with some of the options that are available, whether it's Caleb McGarry or Joan Taylor, like we talked about a little bit on Friday. So what I did was I, in, I, I had some very brief time to look at some of his film uh, from the last couple of years, including this year. And I got to say, I think Mike McGlinchey has improved in 2022. So from what I was seeing, he, I'll just put it this out there right away. He sucks when it comes to initial contact. He's not very good when it comes there because he just, he either overcommits or just when somebody comes at him, he, he kind of stumbles. He's not the most physically intimidating player. He doesn't have the stature, unfortunately. But what he does do well is he re rebounds. And he's not – if he gets beat the first time, he's probably not going to get beat the second time. So hopefully – after than that, I was the play Mrs. Lincoln. Jeez. <laughs> um, so that's the good news. He's able to kind of like keep himself um, in the play. He doesn't usually get – like if he gets – gets beat once he's probably not going to get beat twice at least um he really overcommitted a lot back in like 2020 and 2021 it looks like to me just again very brief research that he's adjusted his stance a little bit and instead of trying to kind of like overcommit um on that first snap he's kind of letting the defender come to him and yeah sometimes he gets beat but he's not you know completely like i said taking himself out of the play um he had five let's see he had basically averages five sacks per season, you know, allowed. So that's not great. But when you consider that Larry Borum and Riley Reef both combined for eight sacks this year, I mean, again, it's better, but how much better is it? I'm not really sure. So there's some potential there. And hopefully with Chris Morgan coaching him up, things look a little bit better. I think that seeing him potentially change up his stance and change up his approach shows that he is coachable still as a young player. So maybe the bears see somebody that they go, Hey, we can make this guy a little bit better and he can fit in our scheme. And I do think you need a strong right guard when you put him with him uh, because of the fact he's not, I don't consider him a mauler. I, I think his, you know, his game just isn't that, but with Tevin Jenkins there potentially next to him, I think that's going to be an okay combination. So um, real, like I said, real brief research on him. 
Yeah, so the thing that that I think a lot of us have seen is Micah Parsons throwing him around like a ragdoll, uh, McGlitchy, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. that that worries a little bit, but but I think Brendan, you made some really good points, which is you know he's he can be good, and and to have some type of competition too, I think is is of the utmost importance. Shells, do you feel a little better? No, um, <laughs> I mean, a, a little. Uh, as I tweeted out, like. If, if McGlinchey's the guy, um, I hope that they are focused on adding a couple of stud interior offensive linemen for the points that you just made. And I think Tevin Jenkins could be the guy, but honestly, with his health, I'm not 100% confident in his availability next year. So I think they need to get um, better on the interior if they're going to go with a guy like McGlinchey because while he is an upgrade, I'm not thrilled with his his pass pro. I think he's a great run blocker, but I think the Bears are already a very good run blocking team. Um, I think I want people who can keep Justin Fields upright when he's trying to pass the ball, not run the ball. And uh, for me, Orlando Brown's that guy. I know he may not fit their scheme entirely, but like he's he's a dude. He's a stud, right? Like try to figure out a way to get him to fit somehow because. Um, if your concern is protecting your franchise quarterback, what better way to do it than with a Pro Bowl uh, tackle like Orlando Brown? So I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, it will be an upgrade, but as you say, an appreciable upgrade mm-hmm. from the pass protection standpoint. I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, maybe a bit, but we'll see. Yeah, but what I was seeing is what I and again, what I was saying, where he stinks on first contact, but he's able to rebound. I think that does, and then I'm talking about pass blocking uh, more so. But I think that does help when it comes to the Bears because Fields can extend plays so much. So, you know, as long as he's able to keep them up, right? And yeah, he could scramble a little bit. I think that's that's going to be okay. But you're right. I'd love to see Orlando Brown. Um, I, I'm sure he wants to get paid like a left tackle, and I'm sure a lot of teams want to have him at right tackle and pay him like a right tackle there's there's that debate going on so if you i yeah i would love to just see orlando brown as the bears right tackle and then figure out if braxton jones is the guy at left tackle or potentially draft somebody uh that'd be great but it just doesn't seem like they're going there and that is a little surprising because it feels to me that ryan poles was one of those instrumental guys in bringing over orlando brown from the ravens as part of that trade Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the director of player personnel at the time. So uh, it's just a little bit interesting when you think about the potential Kansas City Chiefs connections that could happen in the next few days. Can I ask a – I don't know if you got one in the queue, Ryan. Can I ask a quick question about the line while we're talking about it? Ask away, dude. So there's 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 some discussion about like Braxton Jones, is he the future left tackle? Can you move him? Uh, he's Poles' guy. Let me just paint a scenario. Number nine pick. We can't trade out of it. Paris Johnson's on the board. Do you think Ryan Poles takes him and then figures out what to do with Braxton Jones? Or do you think Brax he thinks Braxton Jones is, is good enough that you will pass on a guy with the upside of a, of a Paris Johnson? I mean, I kind of asked a somewhat similar question in, in, you know, we, we met on Friday, which was, you know, what position do you go after? Like how, you know, you're essentially asking like, how do you feel about Braxton Jones at the left tackle, which I think we all will admit do needed to get stronger, uh, you know, coming, coming out of a, a smaller program, uh, but he, but he, but he played okay. He, you know, and for a fifth round rookie to play okay at left tackle, but if we want to see this offense progress, it's got to be better than okay. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm so curious to see what they're going to do here in free agency. I, we got a pass rusher. They need a three technique. You know, they they need offensive line help as in more than one player. I, I still think you need another receiver, uh, you know, whether that be a, a, a slot guy or or what. I don't know. They, they need something else. JSN? Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I, I don't – yeah, I, I just think about like – so T. Higgins and Jamar Chase – what they have done, you know, in, in, in Cincy has been nothing short of spectacular. Um, but he sure could use some offensive line help. I mean, like DeVore, our guy DeVore made a great point. Can you imagine if the Bengals were like, ah, we got Taj boy. We got, um, T Higgins. We're good. We don't need Jamar chase. 
and never well, drafted. And then, yeah, and it also it, it sets up for the Bears have two wide receivers, really three. I, I mean, if you're counting Equinemi St. Brown, we're not in this case, but Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool are both free agents at the end of the year. As of now, none of them have been extended. So really the only guy you can count on going forward is DJ Moore. So investing a pick in Jackson Smith to Jigba really just tells you that these are our guys going forward. And then potentially Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool could be a guy that we bring in then later. What the Bears did by getting DJ Moore is I think they set themselves up now to get the best player available, whether that is Paris Johnson, whether that's Peter Skaronsky, whether that's maybe Tyree Wilson at the edge position or JSN. Like you now, you still have needs, but you can now like look back and say, okay, we can afford, if we have Paris Johnson graded higher than JSN, like let's take him or vice versa. Um, This team still has holes everywhere. So I don't think like, DJ Moore changes it, it changes something in a bit. It changes something, but not too much, if that makes sense. Because they yeah. you gotta look, you gotta think past 2023. Ozzy, yeah. I Ozzy, really quick, because I know your your time is is a little bit more limited than ours. Uh I don't even know what time it is in Australia right now. But uh before you go, can you can you drop in for us? A position, you know, not necessarily a player that you're looking at in the college ranks, but if you know best position available at number nine, would you go three technique? Would you go pass rusher? Would you go for another wide receiver? What What are you thinking? Well, I guess it depends on who's available. Uh, JSN, uh, Jalen Carter. Do you go for him? Do you Do you ignore everything that's happened over the last few weeks if he's still there? That's a dilemma. <laughs> that's that is the dilemma. Uh, but I don't mind the sound of the local boy uh, Lucas Van Ness um, as defensive end. I think he could play a role. I think he set a record this year with blocked punts or something. So um, he, he could be quite a good fit um, if, I guess, those two players aren't there. What about uh, – okay, I'm going to butcher – Skronsky with what, what, what the kid from Northwestern, the tackle with short arms, right? <laughs> how, yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Because it's, it's interesting because uh, as Fitz, who we had on our show, who did a fantastic job breaking down film, he said, you know, he's been the guy. Yes, he may have short arms, but, but you know, all of that can be kind of put aside because he's been that guy for a while. Would you draft him at nine if he's available? I, I think I would. Yeah. I, I mean, look, sometimes arm length can be something that's uh chasing no matter what. Yep. Jordan. Yeah. I think arm like this, something to be discussed, but it's not the be all end all. Um, and you know what, if a guy's a player, maybe he's not your prototypical left tackle and that, you know, it is what it is. But if you find him a spot at like left guard, for example, where there will be an opening because Cody Whitehair is not a guy. Yeah. Put him at left guard. Let him be Zach Martin for the next 10 years. Quentin Nelson went in the top 10 as a, as a guard and he's one of the best to do it. So you want guys that can play. And if he's, if he can project as a tackle, great. If he projects as like a superstar guard, also great. So you just get a guys who can play and then figure out what to do with them. Yeah, for me, it, it'll depend on a couple of things. One, what they do in free agency. Um, and then two, who's on the board? Like, I'm not taking him at nine over JSN or Paris Johnson. That's just me. If I've got a shot at a, a tackle, potentially a franchise left tackle with the amount of upside that Johnson has, I'm going to take a shot on that over the guard. Um, and if I've got JSN, just me personally, I want that additional weapon for the Bears. Again, it'll depend on what they do in free agency. Like they need to address the line heavily in free agency. But if they can do that and shore that up, um, you know, to a, a better degree than they did last year, then I'm all for going for a guy like JSN and 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 getting the wide receiver room to be one of the best in football. Um, so it it depends. I wouldn't be upset with Skaronsky. I just at nine with who else could be on the board then it would be, I don't know, a little bit questionable in my mind, but I wouldn't be upset with them, I guess. Just because I like shaking things up a little bit, what position would you be upset about if they drafted? Obviously they're not going quarterback. So we're, we're just pleak. We just not do that. But aside from that, like, is there a position if they drafted, you would, I don't know, maybe, maybe upset isn't the right word, but, but you just, you wouldn't be thrilled about that position for this. Let's go shells, Brennan and Ozzy running back. 
I know there's a lot of talk yeah. about Robinson out of Texas, and maybe he's dynamic, but the amount of holes that the Bears have um, and how good their running game already is, like I, I want I want to diversify our offensive attack. And Robinson, to me, at nine just would not be a wise pick. I would rather put that into another position need. I would take a cornerback over Robinson. Um, I would take – uh, defensive lineman, I would take an offensive lineman, I would take a wide receiver. Uh, there aren't many positions I wouldn't take over Robinson. He, he's he's a good player. I'm not doubting that. But just in terms of what this team needs and what I think this team's strengths and weaknesses are, like I get the idea of making a strength, a huge strength. But for me, that would be the passing game. Like the Bears Bears can run the football, right? But we need to, we need to come up to like the 2023 – NFL offense and we need to get a great passing game to complement a very good running game. We don't want the best running game in football and the worst passing game. We we've got to elevate our passing game. And to me, a wide receiver uh, or an offensive lineman does that. So uh, to answer your direct question, it would be running back. I'm thinking of like the last few running backs to go top 10. I know Saquon was one Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, like CMC is definitely a game changer. Fournette wasn't. Ezekiel Elliott was a beast for the first like three years. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'd be that upset, but I'd kind of, I'd definitely scratch my head if you really think that Robinson could be that game changing kind of player. I don't know if I'd hate it as much as you, but I'd, I'd definitely question it. Um, I mean, I, I was going to say what uh, Adam said in the comments, off-ball linebacker would be an issue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt that would happen just knowing what Eberflus's philosophies are, especially after hearing his Roquan Smith comments when he got Darius Leonard. Um, you know, literally, you just posted it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> We're sympathetic, man. We've been doing this for a while. We can't, we, we can't give Sheldon rights in which to type things. It just we gotta, we gotta be careful about this. <laughs> the only the only other questionable one, and I, I say questionable because I I wouldn't be mad, but I'd maybe scratch my head a little bit with other needs, would be cornerback. And I know Devin Weatherspoon is that guy at Illinois. Um, just knowing that after you invested a high pick in Kyler Gordon, um, maybe that means you're not in totally sold on Jalen Johnson extending him. Um, but just knowing the trenches need the most help, I would probably, I wouldn't be mad with cornerback, but I'd kind of be like, you know, we probably could have gotten somebody else with that pick. For me, uh, up until today, I probably would have said running back as well, but Shells, a question for you, um, given your response just before, does uh, David Montgomery uh, testing the market for, uh, changed your mm. thoughts at all on that position? Do you think he will stay or do you think it's it's just him trying to boost his price a little bit? Or Yeah, yeah. can Khalil Herbert be the guy full-time as no. opposed to uh, uh, a, a one-two punch? Not if he pass no. blocks like he just did. <laughs> that, that's the problem. Like if – if he could be a, if he could improve as a as a blocker, he, I think he's better than Montgomery and can be better than G- Montgomery, but he's not a complete player or complete running back yet, in my opinion. Um, so the Bears do have to to add somebody else to the fray. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Montgomery. I hope so. I really like David Montgomery, but it depends on the price. I'm not breaking the bank or going crazy for him. If not, though, I still uh, I wouldn't want to take a running back in the first round. I think they can get what they need out of the running back position, either later in the draft or potentially in free agency. Um, But I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend such a valuable resource, like a first round pick on a running back. Uh, But I do hope Montgomery comes back. Cause I, I do like him for this team. I think his attitude is great. I don't know that he is the exact scheme fit, but um He's the kind of guy that like you want on the team just from a his mental makeup and his attitude and his his give a crap is just awesome. Um, he's just a good guy, right? He's a good locker room guy. He's he's the kind of guy you want on a team. He's a football player. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Ozzy, any other thoughts? No, I don't think we covered it. Uh, okay, so Adam Ishikawa in the comments already said it. Yeah, linebacker would would make me. And then one, maybe this seems ridiculous to say, but tight end. You know, I just I, I 
think about what you want about Cole Komet. You know, I, I just don't foresee not, not a, not a first round selection. There's not a guy in here that, that I don't, and I don't think that, that they would be silly enough to do that, but I just, I mean, I'm just trying to think, uh, otherwise there are so many holes on this team that, that I honestly, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'd be really mad about any pick as long as he was a stud. Now, if they again go defense, defense, defense without addressing offensive line, another weapon for Justin Fields, then I think I'll be that grumpy guy that I was last season during the draft. But but I don't know, man. I mean, they need a pass rusher. They need a three technique. They need offensive line. They need another wide receiver. They need another tight end. You know what I mean? Like there's so many damn holes on this team. I'm going to put everybody on the spot and make this uncomfortable. Jalen Carter sitting there at nine. What do you do? No, no. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Let me, let me say this too. It is not the legal stuff. Sheldon pointed this out the last couple of games dude took plays off. He was not a game changer. What do you want to see? You want to see a guy in the top 10 that is a game changing player all the time. And I, I didn't see it. And he didn't jump off the page. Maybe he projects to be better in the NFL as he gets bigger and stronger and, and more experience. I don't know, but I'm not blown away by it. Am I, am I crazy? No, no, I'm the same way. Like if, if this was Will Anderson with those issues, I would say, yeah, you take the chance. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of Carter before all this happened, before this unfolded. And I'm just, this to me uh, is all the more reason why you don't take a chance on him at nine. Like I know people are like, well, once he gets into the weight room and once he gets better conditioning and once he get like, if you're talking about him being a generational talent, I feel like that should be part and parcel of the generational talent. He should already be there. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to take a guy with some risk factors and that you have, that's kind of like a project that is a physical specimen, but you got to get his motor up. Like how many times have you seen guys come in to the NFL get paid a ton of money and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I got a high motor now. Like (laughs) how often does that really happen where they completely change their outlook and now they're more motivated once they get paid? I don't think it happens very often. So I'm going to stay away from Carter if if I'm the bears. What about you, Ozzy? I'm I'm seriously split, but probably leaning more towards no at at nine. Yeah. See, I think, if you're talking about him in the top two or three, okay, yeah, definitely. Like legal stuff and things with, you know, he needed to be ridden in practice. He, you know, maybe his conditioning wasn't up to snuff. If he's at nine, though, I just think that's that's one of those value things that maybe makes it a little more, more palatable. Um, I, I am seriously – I would seriously consider it, but I would also want to know more about the, you know, the legal issues that have gone on. Um, because it's, it's so tough when you, when you hear that dude just leaves the scene and, you know, people are looking for him, like, you know, you just bailed on your friends and your teammates. Like, what does that say about you as a locker room guy? And yes, this is real life stuff. This is real life issues where lives were lost and maybe you didn't play that, you know, like the biggest role in what happened, but you were still part of it. And instead of taking responsibility and being there for the people that needed you, you did. I mean, that's that's yeah. really tough. So I'd want to know more about that. I'd want to hear from him. Um, but I just I think it is a consideration if he gets that far. But so that's that's what I'm saying there. I'd be surprised if McCaskey signed off on it too, knowing how they are mm-hmm. and how conservative they are on that front. And I would be surprised if polls took that big of a risk because yeah, it may be boom or bust, but boy, if you if you completely strike out with the number nine pick, I get it. It's, it's the number nine pick and he may have fallen, but that's still a top 10 pick. And if he busts, if he just washes out completely, that's a huge, huge miss to swing and miss on a number nine overall pick. I, I just don't think you can take that risk right now. If your polls, it just seems a little uncharacteristic of Ryan polls so far. I mean, I know he's still a young GM to us, but, but I just, you know, the, the thing that gets me though is, you know, there were some rumors about his, you know, his character beforehand. And some of his teammates came out and were like, you have no idea what you're talking about. This whole, like, he was using 
scholarship money to pay for food for guys that were not on scholarship. And like, that was all his doing. I mean, that that's awesome. But, but again, like this situation, plus the fact that he doesn't jump off the page, you know what I mean? Like if we're talking Aaron Donald, you know, sitting there at nine, you, you, you have to, like, you have to, you know, as long as you've done your due diligence and checking out the legal situation, but I don't, I, I don't see it, man. Like me, obviously I'm not an NFL scout. Somebody in the comments, maybe you're seeing something totally different than, than I am. I just, I wouldn't pull the trigger at nine. I wouldn't do it. Polls did sign a few guys that got arrested last year. Just saying. But, but donuts in a parking lot know, versus the death of a teammate. That's okay, a, I don't want to laugh a little bit. It's a little different. It's a little different. You know, it is. But you know, who knows? Maybe that like, it, it'll be interesting to see just now that Kevin Warren's in the fold and the McCaskies have really taken kind of a step back, do some of those philosophies change? I, I have no idea. I'm just, you know, just kind of like throwing out hypotheticals here if that happens. So all I'm saying is I think it should be in consideration if that, if he does fall, but you know, it's, yeah, I, I totally understand the, the arguments about it. He did disappear from games. I don't think he was as dominant in some of those like bigger games that you want to see guys actually ball out. He was kind of picking apart uh, lesser teams and lesser competition at times. Yeah. Boys, is there anything else that we want to talk about people that are listening? Is there anything else that you want us to address before we talk a little bit about next week, as well as uh, we got to get to shout outs at some point here, boys, anything else? Two quick comments on the back to the more stuff that I think are important. There was a a rumor out there. It may have been uh, DVB who said it, that um, the the Panthers were willing to throw in an additional first round pick, I think in 2025 and polls was insistent on getting more back. Uh, Similarly, he was insistent on getting Michael Pittman back from a Colts deal. So he wanted a top wide receiver in this deal. To me, that shows he's got confidence and faith in Justin Fields. He may be hedging a little bit, but he believes in Justin Fields enough that he forewent, that's a word, uh, the additional first-round pick to get a guy that can help him in that offense right now. So I think that if you're in the Justin Fields camp and you want to know if Poles sees him as potentially the guy, I think that's a move that says, yes, he he does see him as potentially the guy. And the other thing about the um, the more move, and I think it brings an adult to the wide receiver room. And this is not meant as a disrespect to Claypool or to Mooney um, or to any of those guys. But uh, I think more is going to be what I had hoped Allen Robinson was going to be. Not just a great tactician and a great wide receiver, but somebody who will hold the rest of that room accountable. He comes in with, with um, a lot of credibility already based on what he's accomplished in the league. And, you know, if there was some concern last year about the bears and their route running and knowing the plays and getting the right depth and running the right routes and being where they're supposed to be, um, I'm, I'm hopeful based on what I've read that DJ Moore uh, will get that taken care of and hopefully hold that entire room to a higher standard. So I'm excited about the move from that perspective as well. I think he's the best wide receiver we've acquired since Brandon Marshall. I put Allen Robinson underneath him. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I got a couple notes that we didn't talk about on Friday. Uh, Ryan, I think you'll be really happy, or you should have been really happy to see that Josh Blackwell's back in the fold. Yay. I like, I do. I, I like him I, yeah. know, as, a, as a developmental guy. I really do. I really, I, I'd like to see where he goes. Yeah. So uh, the Bears uh, tendered Josh Blackwell and Andrew Brown earlier last week. Um, Andrew Brown really didn't do much, but yeah, Josh, Josh Blackwell is somebody who, uh, you know, could potentially develop. He's got He's, speed, a uh, great special teams player. And he, you know, came in in a pinch and uh, flashed. He flashed. Fla- at he flashed. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out. Hold on. I want to show this one. You're damn right, <laughs> TJ. I love, love Brandon Marshall. I will uh, unabashedly just, just gush over that guy. I'm just... I love him so much. Um, and then the other uh, the other move was re-signing Kari Blossingame. I thought that was a really important move. He was a free agent, uh, did pretty well as the team's fullback, the first one we've had in a long time. So uh, just really happy to see him back in the fold as well. I thought those were two like low-key under-the-radar signings uh, that I'm glad were done uh, before free agency hit. Bears ran the well ran the ball well with Blazingame. Ozzy, anything you want to throw out? I, we do have one uh, listener request. Anything else? 
Uh, just would love to see Robbie Gould come back. That that'd be great. And, yeah, so um, Robbie Robbie v Cairo. Who who are you taking? Oh, I'm going to go with Robbie. Yeah. All just right. The, sorry. Yep. No, 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 no. You're all good. You're all good. Okay. So I, I think this is a really good one. Uh, names. I like this is this is not my specialty. Um, and so day one tomorrow, dream signing. A three technique who can play. I don't care who he is. I don't care wh- what the contract is. Just give me a three technique. Somebody can clog up the middle. They they need defensive line play in the worst way possible. What about you, boys? Go go for it, Sean. Uh, I've I've already hinted at it. it. To me, it's Brown. Like Justin Fields is it. Keeping him safe is it. That's the priority. Um, go get Brown. Keep him safe. Keep him upright. Let him do his thing. I'll throw a uh, a name that hasn't been talked about much, uh, knowing that we do need help at the uh, on the defensive line and offensive line. Guys, I'd love to see James Bradbury in a Bears uniform. I've loved Bradbury for a long time, and I thought he just <laughs> when the Eagles got him for pennies, I'm like, that's going to be a really good signing. And sure enough, it was. I know he had the the dumb holding penalty in the Super Bowl, but he was really good for them. And I just think. Him coming over with Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, that's a really, really good secondary. Um, I know he's probably going to command a lot of money, but, man, that'd be so fun to watch. Ozzy, a position or a player that you'd love to see? Uh, look, I'm not an expert at this stuff, but, uh, look, protection for fields, thats that's got to be the number one, I think. All right, what about boys? Ben Jones as a center? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, 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 Throughout throughout names, I I'm I'm probably not going to know who they are. So I'm just I'm going to be like I I've really taken to this. I mean this truly is this off season. I'm not projecting who I think the Bears are going to take. I'm not uh, whether that be free agency or the draft. I want to wait till the guy's here, and then I will look him up and I will try to understand everything about his game. But until he's on the Bears roster, I I just I don't care right now. Do you, you know I like it's it's I, fun to project yeah. who it might be, but I'm. Uh, you know, I could put out a mock draft, Brendan. I could, you know, just to see. Mute you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. I think it's – and it, I struggle with it too. Like I know guys. I've seen guys play. But even some of those names, I'm like, I can't remember who that is or if they're going to be a good fit. Um, so just when uh, Ozzy said, like, our protection for fields, I'm like, we've talked about the tackles so much. What about some of the interior offensive linemen? Because God knows if Sam Mustafer is the starting center for the Bears good in Lord. 2023. Um yeah. Bad things are going to happen. So, um, yeah, just Ben Jones. He was the Titans center for a long time. Really good team leader, a solid player. Titans are just completely, you know, emptying the chest with uh, with contracts and all that. So uh, wondering if he could potentially be an option or if the Bears try to draft somebody. Who knows what's going to happen with Lucas Patrick, too. He still has a year left on his deal. But have they kind of seen enough of him? from him to potentially move on because he didn't really move the needle when he was healthy last year. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guys out there. It's just the the possibilities really are endless. Boys, let's get out of here. It's been a fun podcast. Next week, we've got Cam Ellis. For those that haven't heard, Cam Ellis is no longer with 670 to score. He's got a new job. I don't know if I can say what it is uh, out yet, and we'll, so we'll let him give that little news out. He's not leaving the sports industry. He's just headed somewhere else. So uh, we're a huge fan of Cam Ellis. Um, and... You know, he's just, he's a, he's so funny, but his, uh, his takes are so great. And so we're excited to have him on. So next week is a little bit of a farewell for, for Cam Ellis before he heads off to his new gig. So looking forward to that boys, let's give shout outs for shout outs this week. Let's go Patrick Sheldon, Brennan Chagrew, Ozzy, and I will finish it up. Shout outs boys. Thanks Ryan. I've got a couple of shout outs, but before we get to that, um, sort of an unconventional request, I want not a shout out, but if you are a person of faith or if you're not, moment of silence maybe or a short prayer for the miserable people in uh, Bears Twitterdom that uh, feel the need to pee in the Cheerios of every Bears fan who is excited about the DJ Moore move. And I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. I'm not going to call them out specifically, but for those people that want to tweet out uh, and just try to ruin the excitement and the enthusiasm that Bears have, for some positive news when we haven't really had much reason to be positive about the bears for many, many years. I think it's a crappy move and uh, shame on you for doing so. Uh, let fans be happy as a journalist. That's, that's not your job um, to, to piss in the fans Cheerios. Just, 
let them be happy, report the news, and uh, and let's leave it at that. So for my shout-outs, though, I got a couple. Um, DWC Prods, you know them as DeWindy City Productions, had another great uh, video today on DJ Moore. It was phenomenal. Go check it out. That guy does great work. Probably only a matter of time before the Bears um, hire him, or at least they should. Uh, so that was awesome to see. And then uh, a shout-out to uh, a little basketball team from little state of Rhode Island, known as the Providence Friars. They will be taking on um, the University of Cheaters. Oh, Kentucky. Gosh, sorry. Uh, and John Calipari this Friday night in, or Friday in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, if you like the David and Goliath story, please throw your support behind Providence. If you're in the area and you're going to be at the game, throw your support behind Providence. We could use it. Uh, should be a fun one. And uh, shout out to the Providence men's basketball team for making the tournament this year. Go Cats. Oh, come on. Come on. Shagru. I no, I'm not I don't have a rooting interest in that. I part of me does like John Calipari, unironically though. He's just I don't know, just like the the swarminess of him. I kind of respect it. <laughs> you do. You respect the dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh I got two quick shout outs. Uh first one, I mentioned him on this podcast and before, but uh Bill Zimmerman with uh Windy City Gridiron. He's he's a guy that every once in a while he does get uh, a nugget or two. He was the one who kind of unfortunately let everybody know that Devin Hester wasn't making the Hall of Fame. But he's he's a great follow. I think he's a tremendous writer uh, and podcaster. I know uh, some people sometimes get in beast with him for some reason or, or another. But uh, I've been truly impressed with him this offseason for the scoops he's gotten. So uh, make sure you follow Bill. I'm sure you are. But uh, if not, you can find him. Um on Twitter and then uh, scruffy bear herder. Uh, he's somebody who I connected with. I think it was last summer or the summer before. Um, he's actually somebody who used to have a bears blog and he was kind of considering coming back into, into the fold. I've read some of his stuff and he's a pretty strong writer, but he's getting more active on Twitter again. So make sure you shoot, you shoot him a follow. He's at bear herder. Um, and I just, I, I love the name scruffy bear herder. Um, just, I think that's a tremendous name. So make sure you follow him and I've appreciated his, uh, his back and forth with me over the last, uh, couple weeks or so. And I'll just shout out to, uh, literally the thousands of Bears fans that eviscerated, uh, some of the ridiculous comments in response to the draft and shells your clubhouse leader by a long way. So congratulations and well done to you on that one. But yeah, no, it was just, yeah, it was great to see all the Bears fans just coming together for for a common cause. You know, Ozzy, a lot of people will tweet at me and be like, "Oh, don't give those folks attention." They don't, and I'm like, I don't know. Part of me just has fun with it. Like, if you say something that dumb and you're doing it for attention, then part of me feels like you should get the attention that um, you wanted. It may not be the exact attention you wanted because it's bad attention, but. You're going to get it like that. You just can't, you can't say those things unchecked. Uh, there were a few, there were some media outlets today that put out a story. I, I tweeted it out for those that are interested. I, it's just, it's clearly for attention and for clicks and nothing more. So um, I won't click on their stories. I won't give them the benefit of getting the click, uh, but I do have a good time kind of poking fun at them on Twitter. I I was telling Ryan and Ozzy off before we started, I, I will take full credit for that because nobody knew who this guy was. He, he had zero interaction on his Twitter and my dad alerted to me to like, he, he was reading a news break thing and this guy wrote an article about it. I, I read half of it. I'm like, this guy is full of crap. And then I found him on Twitter and I saw he put out a video and then seeing how pompous he was about how much he wanted to be right about everything and saying like, you guys need to like, listen to me. I'm the best. I know what's up. I'm like, all right, well now I got to expose you. Cause you're just being an ass hat. Yeah. So that I, 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 I this is going to sound douchey. I take credit for unleashing the waterfall of crap that that guy got <laughs> because he, he was ratioed. I don't, I probably won't do it again. But that was fun. That that was. Well, fun he's time. doubled down on it since. He's like, for those that feel bad for him, no, don't. Like, he's doubled down and been a complete d bag. So, that's kind of yeah. That's kind of why I did it. <laughs> the uh, Dodge Stratus uh, reference shells. That that was good. That was. I drive Dodge Stratus. 
I've got 60 employees, none of whom liked your tweet, by the way. Um, and then the fact that he came back and was like, you, you think I need to force my employees to like my tweets? I'm like, you're making my point for me. The fact that like you would need to make them like such a tweet tells you it's a bad tweet, guy. Like, he's he's sales man guys a piece of work for those who don't know i'll just say that there's a person who had a terrible take he put out a video and bears twitter just ratioed him completely (laughs) as as mike said and uh you know shells was the leader there (laughs) so i've got some positive stuff to give out so all positive here so first of all again one more time go check out uh the bear facts podcast with ozzy such a good episode it is live now you can go and check it out i am sure brendan will tweet it out for all of you to check out um it's gonna be out there uh we have a ridiculous number of new followers on youtube uh this, this is a platform that we weren't on for a long time we were doing just audio only um and you know after our mike fitzgerald episode it's just it's been awesome to see uh and so interacting with some of you just as of tonight uh cornelius uh adam uh ishikawa uh didn't haven't interacted with those guys so that was really awesome to see so thank you for all of you new followers if you are listening to us just audio come check us out on youtube say hello see what the voices that you hear see what we look like uh sometimes they match up sometimes they don't right boys um (laughs) and uh uh obviously this is a huge one okay so Beats by Blackie Chan does the intro and outro music for our podcast. And he's got a brand new track that came out. I got to hear it before everybody else, but it just dropped. It is so freaking good. So it's called Don't Run Away. Beats by Blackie Chan. Uh, we'll try to make sure that it's out there. It's available to all of you. Um, he's so freaking talented. So uh, with that, you know, I, what I'm going to do is, I, and we've been had so many problems with this. I don't know why it is, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. I, I re-downloaded it. So hopefully that there aren't any issues. Boys, you can give me a disapproving look or a thumbs up if it. What is playing? So good. There you go. Now it's good. Yay. Okay. So for all of us here at the Bear Down Chicago podcast and the Bear Facts podcast, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. And for all of you out there, Bear Down Chicago. Bear Down Chicago.